It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM 80, your smart speaker. We are presented by Progressive Insurance along with Hembo, Evan Cohen, in for Greeny today. Of course, normally you hear me on Sportsman like 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time here on ESPN Radio. Joining us now, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game, 13-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion. You get him on Twitter, at Drew Brees. He's got his YouTube page, Shooting the Breeze, breaking down all NFL films. And he joins us now on Greeny with Evan Cohen. Drew Brees, let's first, of course, the obvious first question to you is, I'm sorry, what? You're playing pickleball with John McEnroe? What's happening here, Drew? <laughs> yeah, Johnny Mac. You know, he Johnny Mac is fighting pickleball so hard right now. He wants you to believe that he's he's still a tennis guy at heart. But deep down, this guy's really fascinated with pickleball. No, nah, he's he's awesome. Um, actually, Johnny Mac came out and uh, I played in an exhibition with him at our charity event in New Orleans. It's called the NOLA Pickle Fest. We're going to do it annually now in August. It's a huge amateur tournament, but kind of features a big celebrity event. So Johnny Mac and I played singles. Uh, last August together, and then actually had a couple of our major league pickleball pros come in from our team, the Mad Drops Pickleball Club, and we played a little uh, doubles exhibition as well. So had a lot of fun. Johnny Max a great guy and really enjoyed being around him. And now not only are you involved in the sport, now you're involved in the gear around the sport. You got a new paddle, Drew? Yeah, you know what, Owl Paddles. This is, uh, this is fascinating because I, I, I don't know if you've been following this, but, you know, there's, there's – uh, the only kind of argument against pickleball at this point is that it's too noisy, you know, so there's lots of complaints with homeowners associations and different municipalities that, you know, people don't like hearing all this dink, dink, dink all the time. And so um, Owl Paddles has come up with really an amazing technology that reduces the sound significantly over 50% on a paddle. So when you feel it, it's almost got like a felt cover to it, but still very high performance. You can, you know, manipulate shots the same way uh, you would hope to. And um, so they've really done a great job with this. And it, it's a pile that's the only one that's recognized by USA Pickleball as being in the quiet category. So um, hopefully this solves the, uh, the noise issue in and around pickleball. Now all I can picture is Drew Brees at an HOA meeting having to deal with the noise around pickleball paddles. Have you done this? Owlpaddle.com, by the way, for more information. Have you actually personally tried to fight off HOAs because of paddle, uh, pickleball noise? No, personally, I have not. I have not. But I'm actually uh, in New York right now with Johnny Mac, and we're we're about to play inside of a library uh, with the the Owl Paddle, just to show you how quiet it is. <laughs> the last time Drew Brees was at a library was when? Oh, Purdue University. Trust me. You, you got to study to get through Purdue. I can't say that for some institutions but at <laughs> Purdue you, you got to be the full student athlete you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah sure I'm sure you had to worry about that a ton while you're throwing 85 passes against my Wisconsin Badgers on a Saturday night <laughs> Randall Lane with a million catches one of the great football games I've ever been to in my entire life talk with Drew Brees here on ESPN radio Evan Cohen in for Greeny all right let's talk some football here famously you are forever 
positively associated with Sean Payton. He's cheating on you now with Russell Wilson. Have you talked to Russell Wilson at all through this marriage, giving him advice as to how to work with your former coach? Yeah, I live five minutes from Russell Wilson in, uh, in San Diego uh, in the offseason. So um, I, I, I see him all the time. You know, we talked pretty significantly back when, you know, Russ was trying to recruit Sean to, uh, to Denver during the offseason. And obviously, I have a great relationship with my coach. So we, we talk a lot as well. Um, had a chance to go visit those guys, too, during training camp uh, for a day. I feel like half the staff were New Orleans Saints guys that Sean brought over. But, uh, no, you, you know, I, I think I think it pro- they probably started off slower than, than I would have expected. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of the problems early on, though, were, were defensively, you know, just trying to figure out that scheme. They had lost some edge players, and so they were, they were trying to figure it out. You know, they were giving up a ton of points. Um, it was only a matter of time before, you know, they they began to – to kind of pull it together and play more consistently, which is what we've seen here over the last, what, five weeks. I think they've won five in a row. Um, so I think they're playing better. I think there's a lot more left in the tank um, just from, from some of the film that I've seen. Um, but, uh, look, they've got, they've got talent. Um, they've got, I think, a, certainly a good enough defense. You know, they play in a tough division, but they're, they should be a playoff-caliber team. Drew, do you see that relationship and that partnership as for now or for later as well? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what, what's what's happening behind the scenes. Um, I haven't talked to to those guys a lot, you know, during the season. Obviously, they've been locked in. Um, but you know, I, I think we know we know the type of player that that Russell Wilson can be, the type of playmaker that he can be. I know the type of offense that you know Sean Payton wants to wants to run, and um, kind of the myriad of different things that you know he wants to be able to do. Um, and I mean, I don't think there's any reason why Russell can't be that guy. Um, but I guess, you know, time will tell. Drew, you're in San Diego, as you mentioned, living in San Diego, five minutes from Russell Wilson. I assume the first exposure you got to San Diego was when you played for the Chargers, seemingly the same results for about 30 years with the Chargers. Like they're always almost there. What's with that organization? Well, they never should have moved to LA. I can tell you that. <laughs> they should have stayed in San Diego. They had a great fan base there, and there was an opportunity to stay. But, but nonetheless, um, you know, look, you've first and foremost, you need a quarterback. They got a quarterback. Um, you know, Justin Herbert's had man, he's had some moments this year where he's played really, really well. You know, if you watch that Packer game, um, I mean, look, so many of these games are won and lost by you know one or two plays here and there in critical situations, and you, know, you watch that game and. It was just it was it was uncharacteristic stuff, you know, um, where you know you drop drop balls when you had chances to score touchdowns, or you know you're fumbling the ball inside the five. I mean, just stuff that can't happen um, in this league if you want to win games. You know, you, first thing you got to do is figure out how not to beat yourself before you can win games. And I, I think you know it, too often I think we just see see them you know beating themselves or not giving themselves a chance to win, you know, because of the same thing showing up over and over. Evan Cohen in for Greeny talking with, of course, Drew Brees, 13-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion, OwlPaddle.com. For more information on the pickleball paddles that are silent that won't get you in trouble with the HOA as he and Johnny Mack are playing actually paddleball, or pickleball excuse me, in a library today, which is just remarkable. Drew, when was the last time a team called you to play for them? <laughs> Uh, it was probably the, the the year the year after I retired. So it was that 2021. Um, there might have been a feeler or two that was put out there, you know, um, after that. But 
I'll, I'll let you know a little fact. I don't throw with my right arm anymore. Uh, my right arm does does not work. So when I throw in the backyard right now, I throw left-handed. Um, I can play pickleball just because it's below below the waist, you know. But anything above my shoulders, I've got a hard time with. And it's probably a result of it was. De- it's definitely a result of the injury that I that I suffered when I left San Diego. Um, the dislocated right shoulder and, and all that stuff that, you know, I thought I may never play again. So I, that kind of put me on the fast track to a degenerative shoulder and um, all kinds of arthritic changes and stuff like that. So now I don't, I don't throw, I don't throw with my right arm anymore. So if I could, um, I would absolutely still be playing. Okay. Um, Wait, you just, you just said something was... remarkable. I need to understand this. So basically there's the famous tale, as you know, where Nick Saban's calling you, he wants you on the Dolphins, they look at your medicals, the medicals aren't right in their mind. Coming from San Diego, you go to New Orleans, you have a Hall of Fame career, you win a Super Bowl, you're forever that guy in that city. Basically what you're saying is the medicals were right, it just took longer to develop than they realized? Yeah, I mean, the the, the medicals were right in regards to the long-term prognosis. Um, You know, hey, this is a significant injury, and now you're on this fast track to early onset arthritis, and degenerative shoulder and all that stuff, right? Like at some point I'm going to need a shoulder replacement. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to kind of fight that as long as I can. Um, but in, in the short term, man, there's things we can do to get this thing operational again, right? And and that's basically what I did was after that surgery, you know, it was at eight. I remember Dr. An- James Andrews down in Birmingham, Alabama, looked at me and said, you're not going to throw for eight months and you're not going to feel normal or be normal for two years. I was like, well, what the heck does that mean, Doc? <laughs> He's like, you, you just, you just got to trust me. Like, just trust the process, trust the rehab. Um, you're going to be able to throw again, you know, in eight months, but you're not going to feel normal for two years. And he was right. You know, there were certain movements, there were certain places I just couldn't quite go range of motion-wise with my shoulder for about two years. And it just became a constant battle of, you know, maintaining strength and stability and, um, I, I used to call it prehab. You know, I would, I would, I, I just kind of had all these exercises that I would have to do in order to keep my shoulder strong. And look, I felt like I got stronger as every year went on from start to finish. Whereas, Hey, it's a long season. A lot of guys may feel like there was a war of attrition for me. I was getting stronger as the year went on. It was like the more I threw, the better I got. Um, but at some point, you know, father time kicks in, you know, and, and, and you're, you're, you kind of fight that towards the end of your career. Well, Drew, you did go on to throw for 68,000 more yards and 491 more touchdowns, so I'd say Doc did a pretty good job up in that shoulder. Yeah, Doc did a great job. <laughs> I owe Dr. Andrews a lot. What, what quarterback would you compare yourself now to? What lefty quarterback does Drew Brees look like in the backyard with the kids? <laughs> well, I played with Mark Brunell, who's now the you know, QB coach at the Lions. Um, I'm doing a great job. He, uh, we played together with the Saints in uh, 08 and 09, so he was part of our Super Bowl team. Uh, he was a stud. He was a great mentor for me um, and probably one of the smoothest lefties that there, there ever was. So um, I like to channel my, my inner Mark Brunell when I'm throwing left-handed. Wow. Talking with now Southpaw Drew Brees here on ESPN Radio. Who knew <laughs> Who knew we were going to discover that Drew Brees is a lefty now in the backyard? Owlpaddle.com, pickleball. He's all in on pickleball. He's playing John McEnroe. That's the paddle that will not get you in trouble with the HOA. You could play it in a library because it's not going to make the noise. This is obviously they're playing today in a, libra- in a library. Excuse me. Drew, if I take Patrick Mahomes off the board, you have to start a franchise with one QB next five years who are you starting it with? Oh man, I mean, there, look, there's there's a bunch of good ones. Um, I mean, 
Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow. Um, I mean, those are the two that kind of immediately come to mind as just young guys that have so much upside potential. Um, they seem like their teammates, you know, absolutely love them and would, would run through a brick wall for them. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably throw those two out. C.J. Stroud in that mix or no? Oh, C.J. Stroud for sure. C.J. Stroud for sure. I, you know, it, it, it's I, I don't want to I, – I, the guys played, what, 11 games, right? You know, so at least there's there's a little bit more um, – a little bit more, um, you know, games under their belt with with Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. You know, a, a few more years to to be able to reference. But um, man, I see maturity beyond his years with C.J. Stroud. Um, you know, I've, I've broken him down on my YouTube channel a couple times now. Um, which, by the way, I just kind of started that for fun. You know, but uh, I mean, I'm kind of I watch the games as a fan on Sundays. You know, just to broadcast, and then I'll go and watch the All 22 on certain games or certain drives or things that I'm just fascinating and I still love the game I still love to break it down even if I'm just you know using it for you know my high school team or you know sending recommendations to you know, my old coaches or plugging it into my seven on seven team with my kids um, I'm always always looking for ways to you know kind of dial in and get better but um, CJ Stroud has you, there's a poise you know there's a maturity obviously he you know he played a bunch of games at Ohio State but most guys coming to the league and it's just man it, it's such a big um jump um in regards to the speed of the game and just decision making and all those things and what i see with him is the thing that's rare with young quarterbacks is taking care of the football you know usually they come in and man i'm used to making that throw but golly the windows close a lot you know tighter the the, the defensive players are a lot better you know so you see him turning the ball over a lot early in their career until they figure out how to take care of it um but CJ, I guess, you know, threw a couple picks this last week. But prior to that, I think it was like 15 touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, it's pretty rare for a rookie to come in, especially when you're figuring out a new offense and new personnel and obviously just the jumping competition for, for, for you to take care of the football like that. So that was unique. Um, he's got such a quick release. Um, his eyes are, are, in, are always in the right place. Um, so there's just things like subtle nuances that I notice as a quarterback, having played the position and just kind of knowing where your eyes should be. I don't have to know anything about your offense, but if I turn on the film and I watch the play, I know exactly where you should be coached to look. So I'm, I'm watching your eyes. I'm watching your feet. How do your feet marry up with your eyes? How do your feet make their way through progressions? And then obviously the, the decisions that, that come as a result of that. Drew, let's finish with this. You look around the league and you think about the Pats post Brady the Colts post-Manning, the Packers early but post-Rodgers, the Saints post-you. It's really hard to replace you guys. What do you think is actually more difficult, finding you guys or replacing you guys? Well, I mean, the replacing thing is hard because, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's really an impossible situation, you know, for, for somebody to step into. Um, you know, it's just, it's just not realistic. I, I mean – Look! Look at look at all of us. Um, like uh, you know, Brady, six round pick, comes in and he's like the third string quarterback his first year. And then the only reason he gets a chance to play is because Drew Bledsoe gets hurt, right? And and I would say he, man, he had success that first year that was that was, you know, pretty unlike most situations. Um, but man, he also played on a really really good team, right? He had a great defense. They had a great run game. So he you know, he was able to kind of be brought along, you know, um, look, Peyton Manning, 
you know, set the rookie record for interceptions, <laughs> you know, his, his first year, they were three and 13 and all of a sudden he flipped it around to, to 13 and three, you know, but definitely there was a ramp up for me. I wasn't successful until my fourth year, at least playing to a certain level of consistency. You know, I was benched three times uh, in my first three years. Um, you know, what, didn't really know how to prepare, you know, to, to the level that you, you need to in order to be really successful. Um, so in other words, like there was a journey for all of us. There was a journey for all of us. The one thing I would say, just as I think about like recruiting quarterbacks, um, out of college is, um, I would put a premium on experience, like number of games that they've played in college. Um, like the number of competitive situations they get into, um, you know, the fact that they've had, probably had to fight through a lot of adversity, the fact that they've probably had to, you know, they've really learned a lot because they've seen a lot and experienced a lot before they get to the NFL. I think too much is put on, well, man, this guy, yeah, he's only started 10 games in college, but golly, he's just so athletic or he throws the ball so well, or he's just so natural. And we can, we can kind of make this guy into a quarterback. I, I don't, that hasn't really seemed to work, but what has worked is when you take a guy like a Brock Purdy who started, what, 50 games in college, right, last pick in the draft, um, and all of a sudden you're starting to see where, man, maybe that experience, maybe, you know, the number of games played, kind of what he's, you know, the number of competitive situations he's been in, all of a sudden that stuff is starting to pay dividends, you know, as an NFL quarterback. Um, so I think we got to put a premium on, experience and maybe it's a reason why some of these young qbs in college instead of coming out early why don't you stick around for another year right i mean look at look at look at all of us back in the late 90s and early 2000s guys were you're going to college and you're staying four years and you were you were maxing it out number one you only get to be in college once right so like max that out get your degree get as many snaps under your belt as you can because it will serve you well when you get to the next level Drew Brees, 13-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champ, at Drew Brees on Twitter. He's got his YouTube channel, Shooting the Breeze, owlpaddle.com for all of the pickleball information to get those silent paddles so you don't get in trouble with the HOA. He's playing John McEnroe in a library today in pickleball. Awesome job, Drew. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the time. You got it, guys. Thanks. All right, there he is, Drew Brees. We're going to pick up right where he left off because he said a bunch of things we got to dive into, plus – We may have our own sign-ish stealing controversy here at ESPN Radio. We'll get to that coming up on Greeny on ESPN Radio. It's demon time on prize picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com slash greenberg and use code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com slash greenberg code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy 
passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Greeny, the podcast. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM80, and your smart speaker. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen, with you in for Greeny. And of course, you can hear me normally on Sportsman Like 6A to 10A Eastern with Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman every morning here on ESPN Radio. If you're still looking for amazing gifts at Total Wine and More, you'll find gifts for everyone on your list with the lowest prices for over 30 years. You'll always find what you love and love what you find only at Total Wine and More. Spirits not sold in Virginia, North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. If you missed any of our conversation with Drew Brees, you can go back later on the ESPN app and listen to the podcast or wherever podcasts are found. Let's go around the room for a second here on biggest takeaway from Brees because he said a lot. Hembo, your biggest takeaway from the Drew Brees conversation was what? Was the shoulder stuff. Um, at the end of Drew Brees' career, it was pretty obvious that he couldn't push the ball down the field and that necessitated his retirement. But you think about the fact that this is a man who is still relatively young in the grand scheme of life. They can't throw a ball overhand? Uh, that's quite something. Um, it's also quite something that he threw for nearly 70,000 yards after that procedure. So I think we'll put James Andrews in the Hall of Fame, too. Uh, Cam, biggest takeaway? I loved what he said, and I don't think it's a hard and fast rule, but the stuff he said about just how much teams should value experience in college football, using Brock Purdy as an example for that. Evan, you were mentioning a break that uh, Kenny Pickett kind of flies in the face of that. But I do think teams a lot of times – just look at the the star that had like the great season. Anthony Richardson, very flashy plays, played 13 games, and maybe should look more towards who had a long career, even if they weren't on a flashy team, went to the playoff, all that kind of stuff. So I thought that was interesting as well. That's a very good point. Like if we look around the league right now and take the Drew Brees approach, right? Obviously last night's game would be the exact proof in the pudding. Jalen Hurts started for a while, right? Started for both Alabama and Oklahoma. Patrick Mahomes started in college for a while. Was not necessarily supposed to be what he has now become. Philly beating Kansas City last night 21-17 as we've been talking about a ton. Kansas City going scoreless in the second half for the third straight game. Drops two red zone turnovers. One by Mahomes, one by Kelsey. And Philadelphia continues to do enough to win, which at some point you just gotta give them credit for that and not hold that against them. Like that's a good thing, not a bad thing. But if you look around the league at intended starters, 
Drew Brees then would not have ever had Zach Wilson. Well, he's not a tendency starter, but Zach Wilson would never have been a second overall pick based on Brees' theory. Anthony Richardson, that's a good one, barely played at Florida, right? I mean, you're looking at some of the other guys around the league that we would say did not have much time as starting quarterbacks in college. Justin Fields didn't play that much in college, did he? No. He, I mean, a one year start or two year starter in his case. I'm just like, it's really interesting. And one of those years was shortened. Mm-hmm. Are there other guys that we look at and say, yeah, that proves the point? I mean, I, I, there probably are, um, but that's a really interesting one. Bubba, biggest takeaway? I'm going to go with uh, his relationship with Russell Wilson. I was surprised by that because all I ever hear is how Russell Wilson's a tool. He's a loser. You know, no, no one hangs out with him. He has no friends. And Drew's like, yeah, he lives five minutes down the street from him. We hang out. We talk and all that. I just was surprised by that. But I thought it was interesting that he said, I think it makes sense why it's working better now because of the defense. But then when we asked about the idea of do you see it for now or for later, he didn't endorse right. the later part right yeah. like I've I've been high on what I've seen recently from the Denver Broncos because they're finding ways of winning like I think Russell Wilson is going to finish this season in the NFL with the best touchdown interception ratio of anyone in the league he has 19 to 4 right now my, my biggest takeaway is a simple one he's a lefty like he he said he cannot throw a football righty anymore I understand how about what you were saying about that overall, like the, the arm injury and the doctors and what could have happened. Could it have been Saban and Drew Brees with the Dolphins? Instead, they go with Dante Culpepper. He goes to the Saints Hall of Fame career later. But man, oh man, I, like, he's just lefty. He compared himself to Mark Brunel right now, which is just remarkable. Anyway, so uh, great stuff there with Drew Brees. All right. Um, the biggest story in college football we know is the Michigan scandal, right? You're rolling your eyes at that? You no, don't agree with that? It's, it's, well, okay. it's, it's the second biggest story right now happening in the country, but it's the biggest story in college football. Second biggest story in the country. Have you not heard about the Bristol cookie thing? Well, I was getting to that. It was my, like, I was setting up. And I was setting you up. You were setting me up from the setup? Yeah. So we were double, there was a double setup? Good job, I, guys. I, yeah. I saw what Hembo was doing. Okay, so Cam's on my side. Bubba, whose side are you I on I saw here? what you were doing, but I felt like it was unnecessary because <laughs> Evan was clearly going that way. So I understand what you were doing, but then you caused You both confusion. wanted to be like the quirky, clever one to find a cool way to bring up the, uh, the and cookie And neither scandal. one of us are cool, yeah. Yeah. and neither one of us were clever yeah. because my whole thought process was, can I get to the Michigan? Can I get to the cookie scandal by way of incorporating Harbaugh, mm. the unfortunate injury to Jordan Travis at Florida State, the fact that two of the top four teams in America right now are missing either a quarterback or a coach, that we have the, the playoff selection committee releasing the rankings tonight on ESPN. But now I can get to actually none of that because Hembo has already taken us to our destination without making any stops along the way. It's a, it's a much more efficient path to take. Okay. Am I well, wrong? Well, okay, but I guess I got some Look, of that. this is as big a story as we've found. We should probably not be taking the circuitous route. Okay, so I am unaware of what's going on with this cookie situation other than on the group text last night, everyone heated about two things. One, the fact that Hembo wanted our Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, and Bubba and I just came up with random, terrible quarterbacks just to annoy him. And two, because he believes Otto Graham, hot topic today, Otto Graham is on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. Yeah, very timely as well. Yeah, very timely. What happened with this cookie situation? I don't know. 
Yeah, so basically, um, Christine Lisi, our, our Sports Center update anchor, will bake cookies or brownies or different things. Great stuff. Well, you know, a couple times a week, which is very nice of her. It's awesome. We all love it. You know, she'll post them on Twitter. Everyone knows about it. It's, a, it's you know, it's a worldwide phenomenon. Mm. So she'll put them in. She'll come in in the morning, and she's doing the morning shift with us here. She'll come in and put them in between Control Room 1 and Control Room 2, where we are right now. And she'll just put them there for everyone here in radio. You know, you're working, you take one, and you, you move on. So there's usually around, you know, 15, 20 of them or whatever. What, we've, what I noticed yesterday for the first time, and apparently it's been happening a lot, I was sitting in the back uh, doing Greeny, where Cam is right now, and shortly after the show, uh, a guy wearing an ESPN backpack, a jacket, and dark black hair just came walking right by and just took three, three cookies in one fell swoop, <laughs> took them and just kept walking. And I was like, hmm. I, I don't, I've never seen that person before. And he just kept, went, went through the offices, out the, out the building, out the other side. And I was like, does anyone know who that person is? No idea. Someone then said he had come earlier that day and took cookies at that point. So this person does not work in our department. Wow. We have no idea who he is. And people have said he comes multiple times, multiple days, and just comes by and takes cookies. And like I said yesterday, he may have taken Five to six cookies out of like a total of 15, which is just ludicrous behavior. Okay, a couple of things here. So you're saying it's tall, black hair, and wearing a jacket? Uh-oh. Kind of looks like you. Yeah. <laughs> I, was <gonna> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't in Bristol yesterday, and I, I swear to my life, in my locker here at the seaport, I do have an ESPN backpack. Here's the thing, Evan. Yes, Cam. You are an ESPN radio employee, so if That's you took true. cookies... Fair game. They are for you. They are ah. for ESPN radio employees. And, you know, Herm Edwards comes by and takes some cookies. We love Herm. No problem. No, 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 This is not about Herm. Why are you making exceptions to the rule? You set up a, a rule, and now you are altering the rule, Cam. Because this is the Herm, problem. Herm is a guest on, like, five ESPN radio shows and, by the way, co-hosts an ESPN right. radio show on Sundays. If you, well, have, you had to say it that way. Right. He's if not the problem. Any, if you have any association right. with ESPN radio, so it could be if you work here, if you do, because, like, the people who come set up the studios and do the lights, they'll take a cookie. We have yeah, no, they work for ESPN radio. We have radio. no problem with that. Yeah. You know, yeah, so Herm is fine, and that's cool. Um, but, yeah, the, and the biggest issue that we have, not only is this person coming repeatedly, it's that he's taking – Three to five. That's, if he just walked by and took one, we'd say, all right, well, who mm. is this person? That's a little weird. I li- like I said, I saw him yesterday in an unbelievable motion. This guy is a, a eighth. He knows what he's doing. He just was able to just grab three cookies and was out the door within five seconds. Okay, a couple of things. And was already half his way to the calf. I have something for you on this. All right, first of all, Christine Lisi's cookies that she makes and her baked goods that she makes – World famous. You're right about that. Right. Before I was fortunate enough to get a job here at ESPN, I obviously listened to ESPN radio. I was fully aware that upon arrival, one of the perks of the gig, not only the amazing platform, but the Christine Lisi Bates goods. So everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. The person that has access to get into that building, you can make the argument is actually brilliant because what happens here is that Bubba and Cam and everybody else actually promotes the idea, hey, today was a good day. Oh, yeah, why is that? You're happy about this Kansas City-Philadelphia result? You wanted Matt Canada with the Steelers to get fired? That seems a little harsh, but okay. You wanted to see Zach Wilson bench? Yeah, all that's important. But Christine Lisi has chocolate chip cookies today. Mm. And if you put it on the air, then everyone hears it. So is there an argument, Hembo? 
that actually somebody who walks through the doors is very smart and not a thief. And in fact, this is not a Connor Stallion situation. They don't have to disguise themselves. That's open for business. Mm. There are two issues here. Mm. One, when something precious is provided to you, you must cherish it at all costs. We can't continue to advertise and extol the virtues of Christine Lisi's baked goods on the air because now it's starting to undermine her operation and your bellies. All right, so we have to stop talking about this stuff on the air. No, you don't. On the you air. have yes, to stop talking about it before they're eaten. Talk about it after they're eaten. Post the pictures when they're done. Let's not slight Christine on the promotion, okay. but let's be smart about it. You know how when you travel, like I'm sure when Greeny travels, he doesn't want to post the pictures as he's in the spot. Right. It's after the fact, hey, had a great time right. and whatever, so nobody attacks so you. So we're, we're celebrating her work past tense. Correct. Okay, secondly, Bubba, is there signage or are we just hoping that it will be implied that only radio employees will partake? Right. Because well, like, there's some... There's some pretty dull tools in that shed up there. And I just want to make sure that it's exceedingly clear that if you don't work in radio, you are not allowed to partake. Yeah, well, that's the thing. As of that's you know, two things. As of right now, no, there are no signs. That's one of the things we're talking about. We're debating how do we want to handle this. Obviously, we'd like to track this person down and uh, you know get a picture of this person and put a picture of him up there, possibly. But, um, yeah, one of the options we can go with is just putting up a sign up, you know, radio people only. But regardless, I, I would just say for number two – whether it's advertised, not advertised, sign, not sign, I'm not just going to walk over to TV and if I see food, just take it. Like that, to me, that's insane behavior. But Bobby, you're 100% right, especially considering the volume of cookies. Right. Like that, those are being provided. Like you take, you take one, right? You take one. You don't take three on multiple trips. Right, right but if, there, if is there is a strategy. There is a strategy, Maybe if you happen to pass through one time, oh, there's food out, cool. But clearly we're talking about a person who is coming on purpose yeah. to radio mm. multiple times a day, checking to see if there's food, and then taking, who knows, for maybe a different crew, for you know whatever's going on. He's just taking food. Evan, but this is premeditated. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, well, it'd be, it'd be oh, like yeah. me going to six buildings over and just taking food from someone. And I, I, would, I wouldn't even conceive of doing this is that. Theft. Well, there is a way to do that, Bubba. So I was thinking about this. As you're talking, I'm thinking about us at the seaport here in New York City. Like, let's say First Take was having a big lunch today, and it was catered and everything. We don't work on First Take. We do not. We work in the building that First Take is shot in, but we don't work on First Take. What you do in that spot is you hover. you got to be a master hoverer. Mm. You hover around to where someone says to you, Hey, you want a sandwich? Nah, I don't feel right about that. I don't work for first take. Oh, come on. There's enough for everybody. Take the sandwich. You can get the cookies without working for ESPN Radio. That's where this guy has gone wrong because now I'm looking at surveillance. I want to know who it is. But the only solution to this is something that Christine Lisi will not want to do. You got a tank. You got to tank. Oh, we've talked about that too. You got to tank the cookies. You got to make the single worst cookies Ever broccoli in the cookies? You need to put Lassidus. asparagus in the cookies. Oh, don't worry, we've talked about lacing them. Yeah, we've we, we've we gone decided, farther. We've we talked decided about against it. Yeah. yeah, we've talked about. Uh, you're gonna have to do that, or, you know. and you're gonna have to let everybody know. Here's here's These our are the tank job. Here's our master plan. Mm. Somehow we figure out who this person is. Mm-hmm. We go on roster the database that ESPN provides. Print out their picture put a most wanted sign on it and post it all over ESPN radio so that he knows he's not welcome when he comes here. As, okay, before, as he walks through, there's, there's going to be 60 pictures of him and he's going <laughs> to see, wait, what's happening here? All right, and then be honest, be honest about something. Yeah. Before we get to sneaky Hembo trivia, 
If I told you it was a current ESPN radio host, forget where everybody lives, just what you know of our current roster, who would be the most suspicious? <laughs> Harry. <laughs> Definitely Harry, Harry but it's not Harry. Harry. I think that's a good answer by Hembo. I, mean, I, I think, think you are Harry Douglas, Evan. Me? Yeah. Wow. You fit the description of this person. <laughs> no, I'm saying in the hypothetical world. Right. Bubba, where would you go with this? Yeah, I would, I would say Harry. I have, I have my issues with this guy to begin with, and he would definitely just sneak sneak mm. in, not say anything, steal, and and just steal from us. So I would be Harry. Speaking of sneak, mm-hmm. how about some sneaky himbo trivia? My question for you today, guys, is this. We're doing group trivia. We're doing a, a guess the leaderboard type thing. There are three players in the history of the Dallas Cowboys that have caught at least 70 touchdown passes. I'm looking at the leaderboard. M- most um, touchdown catches in the history of the Cowboys, there are three players that have at least 70 I'm going to give you three, uh, three cracks and aiming those three guys. All right, we will get to the sneaky Hembo trivia. The answer coming up next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Hembo, where'd you go to college? Uh, I went to LaSalle University. What did you major in? Communication. Hembo went to LaSalle? I went to two colleges. I have a master's degree in education. I I didn't feel like it was worth mentioning because I'm not working in education. But didn't you go to four years to the other school? I attended four years at Cedarville University. And how long did you go to LaSalle? Uh, For two years. So when someone says, where did you go to college? Usually you answer with where you went to college. At Cedarville, I majored in communication. At LaSalle, I got a master's in education. You said the major from your undergrad, but you said where you went to grad school. You got that wrong in so many ways. Like the simplest question. This is Greeny. That clip just in itself takes me back to blue chips when they talk about the play. I think it was Shaq's character, Neon Bodo, getting his name wrong, which is why his SAT score was so low. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Media, and your smart speaker. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen, in for Greeny today. You can hear me normally, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time on ESPN Radio with Chris Canty and 
Michelle Smallman. You could be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season. Without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. On a day after Philly beats Kansas City 21-17, Monday Night Football, great game last night. Kansas City sloppy in a way that we don't normally see them sloppy. Two red zone turnovers by Mahomes and Kelsey. Three drops on a final drive, including potentially a game-winning touchdown. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, obviously a very, very disappointing performance by Kansas City. Not going to kill him by any stretch of imagination and give the Eagles credit. They continue to win. Their defense was excellent. They come back from 10 down. Also, the day after, we learned the Jets bench Zach Wilson. And the day of, we learned that the Pittsburgh Steelers fired their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. But... We have sneaky Hembo trivia. My question today is this. We're going to do group trivia, and we're guessing the top of a leaderboard. So there are three players in the history of the Dallas Cowboys that have caught at least 70 touchdown passes. The top of the leaderboard looks like this. 73, 72, and 71. And so, Evan, the way that this is going to work is the three of you are going to congregate. You're going to spit out three names, and we're going to see how many of the three names of, uh, of your list matches the correct three names on mine. All right, well, I think we have to start with Bubba. He is a Cowboys fan, so I think we have to defer to you, Bubba, on some of the names. I mean, some of them feel somewhat obvious, but who are you thinking of here? Yeah, I mean, the three I'm going with are uh, Michael Irvin, yep. I think, which is a lock, um, Jason Witten, Ooh. and um, Des Bryant. Okay, here, I was thinking of Drew Pearson. I was thinking of Pearson as well. Pearson, yeah, I think Pearson. I thought of Pearson, but I just, I don't know. I mean, Witten. I feel like was Witten and Des were just catching touchdowns left and right. I would, uh, I would boot Witten almost and put Pearson on there, but I'm not positive. I just don't know. I mean, he he played forever, obviously. But how many touchdowns was he catching? I don't remember. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out, and maybe I'm overthinking this, guys, why Hembo would choose this trivia now. That's the thing. Like, what would be the tie-in other than Bubba as a Cowboys fan? Maybe it's Jerry Jones inducting Jimmy Johnson into the Ring of Honor December 30th, so maybe it's three guys from that era. Maybe he wants us to think about Jay Novacek in the mix. I don't know. I don't think he got seventy. I don't. Alvin Harper in no, the mix there. No. I think we have. The, I think it's Pearson. I think we yeah, have I the think top it's these four. Three or Pearson. I yeah. think we have the top four. All right, so we're definitely going with Irvin, yeah. and we're definitely going with who else? It's Des. Des. I think I, I, I would say Des is more likely than the other two. So I would say they're probably. I mean, you know, it's separated by one, but I'm more confident in Des than the other two. Uh, and then it's just I think down to Witten and Pearson. I think that. We got to defer to Bubba. You're you're the final answer. Bubba, right, Bubba give me your three. Bubba, give the three. <laughs> uh, I'll just stick with my original one. I'll go Irvin. Let's, we'll go one at a time. Okay, Michael Irvin. That's incorrect. You're kidding me. Wow. Michael Irvin is fourth in Cowboys history with 65 touchdown catches. Are the other three the top three that we named? Name your next one. I give you three shots at this thing. Uh, so far, you're 0 for one, Bubba. Who's your second guess? Des Bryant. Des Bryant is correct. Oh, my god. Des gosh. Bryant caught 73 touchdown passes, which is the most in Cowboys history. Right, which in itself, in a just compare and contrast, saying in a sentence that Des Bryant had more touchdown catches as a Cowboy than Michael Irvin did does not feel like you're factually telling the truth. That is stunning. <laughs> but obviously we are. All right, Bubba, what's the third one? I'm going Witten. Jason Witten is correct. Jason Witten had 72 Touchdown catches. He ranks second on this list. And Drew Pearson had 71? Drew Pearson had 48. Whoa! He ranked seventh on this so list. So we don't have number one? You st- no, you don't have number three. You so don't we have Dez? Dez was Dez one. At 73, two. you have Witten oh, at 72. Bother me. But you don't have number three at 71. And has number three's name been mentioned? Not once. 
Oh, my goodness. And this is why I did the trivia question, because I figured this would tie you in knots. Oh, that's great. Is there any chance Zeke had a ton of touchdowns? Out not of that no. many. It yeah. is not Zeke. It's not what, Zeke. What error are we talking Jackie Smith? Jackie Smith is incorrect. The years are 65 through 74. Oh, who is that? Oh, I don't even know. 65 through 74. He held, um, at one point, world records in track and field. An what? Olympic, an Olympic star. Give us the initials. He's a Hall of Famer. B.H. Bob Hayes. Bob Hayes. Oh, my caught God. Caught 71 touchdowns for the Dallas Cowboys. What a stud. Wow. I can't believe Michael Irvin is not on there. I, I don't know that you can call yourself a Cowboys fan after that. Bubba. I mean, I'm <laughs> wow. just saying. I, I don't know. I mean, that... he did get the top two. I'm just saying. And wow. you're the oldest one among us, and you Wait, never so mentioned Bob I was, yeah. I, I felt I good about Dez and, and uh, Whitney. I'm the oldest one amongst all of us? I, I think so. Aren't How you old are you, like Bubba? 50s? How old I, are you, Evan? 50s? I'm 40. How, actually, I don't even know. How old am I? I'm 43. Okay. Yeah, you are the I was oldest rounding one. up. <laughs> you can't wait a minute. You're a stats and numbers guy, and you think you can round up from 43 to 50? Yeah, you round up to the nearest 10. My wife actually gave me a hard time about this because He's I described 40s. her this week as approaching her mid 30s. All right, she's 32. It's an accurate characterization. Yeah, she's approaching it. She's approaching her mid 30s. No, you round up, you do it to a zero or a five. You don't do it to the next zero past the five. So you're 45 ish. No, I'm 40-ish. I'm like in between. No, you're, you're breaking your own rounding error. Yeah. Or you could just say how old you are. Well, the, here's the problem, Cam. I actually forgot. I, th- I was going to say 42. Do you have to do math when people ask you how old Luckily you are? Oh, for I forget, me. I forget how old I'm all the time. You know how lucky I am? I was born in 1980. It allows oh, the math to work. Mm. If, I wasn't, if I was born in 79 or 81, that's a great the one. math would be amazing. I would never know how old I am. You never. Look, you, look, you don't look a day over, over 42. I will say. Mm. He's only one year over 42. That's <laughs> Thanks, great. Cam. Cam's actually taking that seriously. I'm All writing right. notes uh, down here. Before we hand it off to Carlin versus Joe, um, in or out, Florida State tonight? Uh, out. I think Washington will be number four in the ranking. I think you're right about that. Um, that injury to, the, to their quarterback is just devastating. But Heather Dinich says that that's not going to matter, that that's not going to be something that they are going to factor in, that they're just going to factor in the resume. I know that they say that. I believe them, but I also don't think that's actually going to be what we end up talking about as a result. Coming up, Carlin versus Joe. This has been Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.